Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. Local dummy Jared here. <laughs> hey, this is Ian. <laughs> Why are you local dummy? Oh, no, that see, that's a joke for the patrons. If you got to be a patron of our podcast, you know why I made a joke about me being a dummy. <laughs> but apparently no one else seems to get it either. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Oh, okay. Karen remembers. Thank you. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we didn't know what to do. I was counting on Karen because I was like, uh-oh, I don't remember either. Actually, I'm going to get it. You were involved in the conversation. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's our first story. Yeah, Grinch remembers because he just automatically thinks I'm a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you could still post something to our Facebook page or tweet us at ProfaneArg. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the return of the Profiles in Sedition. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> And Loch Ness, an update on Loch Ness. Kind wow, of. now that, that's a callback to an old show. Remember when we used to do those things when we were... Yeah. The, the cryptids, yeah. Yeah, we were rating yeah. cryptids and shit. It was fun. Uh, but first, uh, let's start off with uh, my experiences, our experiences, Karen and, and, and myself. As we, uh, we went to Ohio to visit family, and it turned into... A, a trial in ways. So we we got over there and we we started seeing all these signs about issue one in Ohio. And if you're not familiar with issue one, there's there's some information on websites. But basically, what it is is they want to try to prevent the people, the populace, from having a vote. And overturning the abortion laws that they're putting in place. Right. So issue one was going to change the uh, the vote. So so generally you have to get a petition together. And then I think people have heard about this in California. Ohio has the same type of thing. You want to make a, a major change to the Constitution. You can get a petition together. You go to, there's there's 88 counties. If you get a significant number of signatures in 44 of those counties, you can get a petition on the ballot. And then once you have that, if a majority of the people vote for your petition, whatever it is, then it passes. Issue one so wait, is going to... Back up. Yes. Local mm -hmm. dummy has a question. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> right now in Ohio, that's how it's done? Correct. Correct. Okay. And there are two initiatives on the ballot up and coming in November. There is an initiative because of, about because of these petitions. Right. People put together okay. petitions and they said we would like um, recreational marijuana and we would like to have a say over our um, over ab abortion and sexuality. So basically, they would be putting abortion in as part of the constitution as a right, right. in the state constitution, which would then override the previous abortion. Uh, limiting laws. Right. So issue one was, uh, so you could vote yes for it. And if it passed, it would raise it from 50% plus one as being the required number of, of votes to pass. It would raise that to 60% plus one in order to pass any amendment to the constitution. In addition, in order to get the petition, you would have to get a significant number of uh, signatures in all 88 counties. Right. And to, so it would take it from 44 counties to all of them. Right. And to be clear, this th they only did this after the, the petition was successful to get the initiative onto the ballot in November. And they had previously done away with these, you know, out of schedule August elections. But the Republicans decided, uh, no, we got to do one more because it's super important. And let's not talk about it too much and to see if we can get it shuffled through. I was going to say, is it worth noting that this is a Republican-led agenda? Oh, yeah. So this thing is not <laughs> yeah. a petition thing in order to get this going. No, no so, this was a special vote. Right. This right. just a this, special this, election. This, yes, this referendum was in response to the uh, voter referendum that's going to appear on the ballot in November with an attempt to enshrine abortion, abortion in the Ohio State Constitution. Right. No, I, yeah, I got yes. that. Yeah, this referendum is to say, no, the only way that that 
future referendum could pass is with 60% of the vote instead of 50. Right. And this was a legislative led initiative. Issue one was done by the legislation, not by signatures. Just the Republican. Unshockingly, the Republicans said, we don't want the people to be able to vote. This time. (laughs) Anytime. They want to just make the rules. Right. Republicans only want to tell you what to do. Right. So I guess my only question, like, why? I I guess it's really not that important. All right, go on. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so the reason that wasn't the the, the awful part. So we get there, and we're like, we see all these signs, and we're like, what's issue one? We look it up, see what it is. Oh, they're limiting how, you know, the Constitution could be changed from the people. Which, by the way, that's been in place since 1912. Mm. Oh, you didn't didn't know about this prior to your trip? Well, we talked no. about it last week a little bit on the show. We knew something was going well, on, but none of the details. Ian brought mm. it up. I yeah. had I had next to no I had no information that was not presented to me by Ian in during last show oh, last week's okay. show. Um, so we get there, and so I asked my mother, "Are you voting?" And she's like, "Well, I've seen all these commercials. I have no idea what way I would vote anyway. And my driver's license is expired, and you need a driver's license to vote." And I'm like, "Well, hold up. <laughs> One, Ohio requires a driver's license. Really? I didn't even know that. Um, is that true? So we're like, yes." Yeah. Really? Yep. So, yeah, you have to to show an ID when you go to vote. So I'm like, well, you should be able to get a state ID because she shouldn't have a driver's license at this point. No, she doesn't have a car anymore. She didn't drive. But she needs ID. So I'm like, you should be able to get a state ID and vote. And she's like, well, sure. So we look up how to do that and we get all the paperwork together, which you have to have like birth certificate, marriage certificate, two forms, two proof that you live at your current address. Like there's... Oh, and your, your expired uh, driver's license. So we get all this stuff together and we're like, we're going to go and get you a state ID because the votes on this Tuesday today. So, you know, we get there on Friday. We're like, let's get this done on Friday so that, you know, we can so that you can go vote. And, and you then we also a, and sorry, you should have a valid ID anyway. So regardless right. of whether you're voting on Tuesday, because we didn't know whether that was going to happen. You should we should go do this. So. so we so we get her to to the place to get her state ID, the the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, and we we you know we wait in line. We get up there and we're like, okay, here's what we want to do. And she's like, all right, give me all your paperwork. And she starts to go through the process. This process, by the way, took huh. it was forty to fifty minutes, um, and Jesus, involved three really? different people yeah. behind the, behind the desk in order to get a state ID. There were kids coming in, 16-year-olds, who got driver's licenses who were in and out before we could get a state ID. Right. <laughs> but because she was not getting a driver's license, she had to do extra forms of, I'm willfully not getting a driver's license anymore. And the state ID thing had to be reviewed. And then she gives us a form to fill out. And I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to fill it out for her because she doesn't have her glasses. It's hard for her to read anyway. And the woman's like, oh, okay, well, if you're going to be filling out the form, I need to see your ID. I'm like, okay. What? Right. Yeah. Wait for it. So I'm like, all right, fine. I pull out my driver's license, hand it to her. And she's like, oh, this is out of state. Do you Wait. have your social security card with you? You have to, if you're out of state and filling out a form for someone, you have to have your driver's license and social security number. So, or not just number, the card, Card. the actual piece of paper. So I'm like, I, no, I don't carry my social security card with me. And she's like, oh, well, uh, I guess I can fill it out for her. And then we'll have to get somebody else to actually put it in the machine because once I fill it out, I'm no longer eligible to actually enter it in. And then once we do all this, the manager of the place had to come out and review all the paperwork. And all we're getting is state ID. Yeah. It was crazy. Rampant voter fraud, Ray. Oh, my God. Rampant. Yeah. (laughs) And who knows how many people your mother was going to vote for. (laughs) And after we get all through all that, all, all, all of that, they're like, all right, it should be in the mail in two or three weeks. And we're like, wait, what? You don't just print them out here like every other you state can make, union? They can make a license in two seconds in PA. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Nope. They're going to mail it to her. But they said, oh, but then we were talking about voting. Like, well, you can take your expired ID and in this this piece of paper that we'll give you, which is a temporary. And oh, you can okay, actually okay. go down and vote now. We're like, well, that's nice. So we did actually get her to vote. We didn't have to wait till for her to vote today. You could early vote at the the Borough of Motor Vehicles right there. Like you could vote early. So we walked her down and got her to vote. And 
uh, you know, we did the whole because she has trouble reading again. So we got to the machine. They made the font bigger so she could read it. And I helped her with the, you know, pushing the buttons because it's all electronic. And yeah, not familiar. <laughs> we, we, we got through it and got her to vote. But holy crap, do, does Ohio not want elderly to, to vote? Well, no, they don't way. want black people to vote who generally who live in cities and don't drive. Right. This right. Is and don't true. have a driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I don't know. This sounds like what issue one is all about. Here's out of state outside influences <laughs> corrupting Ohio <laughs> politics by taking advantage of old people. Vote <laughs> yes on one. <laughs> it was. You know what I crazy. don't understand, though? Mm. Like, and I, this is on a bigger whole. Like, why was your. Pennsylvania driver's license, which is, I assume, up to date. Yeah. She could see it was you. Mm-hmm. Not, a, like, was no good. Right. What difference does it make? It even has the little federal uh, one ID thing on it. So, and, uh, you know, a veteran st- um, flag on it. I mean, it could not be a better, I mean, and clearly they're related. You look at the two of them and you go, oh, yeah, father, you know, mother and son. <laughs> it, 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 there's no question that he is who he says he is. And yet, nope, can't do that. It's against the rules. It was, Oh, yeah, right. You should have threw that veteran card shit in her face. Yeah. <laughs> it was then, maddening. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a vet. You're going to deny me and my mother who, who who birthed a vet? Yeah. I fought for your freedoms. I She did, she felt bad, I think, the poor clerk. I mean, she's uh, just yeah, following I the rules that somebody else. That, that's that's exactly where I, what I was going to say is I don't blame the people behind the counter. They were like, yeah, that does they, – they were – they never said sorry – but at the same time, you could see it in their face. They're like, "Yeah, you can't, you can't do it. The law says you have to do this." And like, so and it's not I, like yelling at them doesn't accomplish anything. They know that is something I have to explain to my mother all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. She will take the lowest employee at any business and grind them into the fucking dirt about their policy, and then I have to take her aside and go, "Hey, let me ask you a question, Bob." And she's like, mm-hmm. "What?" I go. Do you think that guy made the policy that he's enforcing? She's like, "Well, no." I go, "Then why are you why are you yelling at him?" Right, man. <laughs> yeah. So you did good, I guess. Yeah, it, but yeah, maddening all the way through. It was crazy. The people at the voting table were very nice and very helpful. That was, and actually, everybody in the clerk's office was really nice and helpful too. But the the law is bonkers. Yeah, that is a lot of hoops. Oh my god. <laughs> But the good news is, as of right now, and the numbers the numbers are evening, and I'm not liking it, but as of right now, the AP did call the race, and issue one has been voted against. It's down to 59% no, 40% yes. So the numbers still, you know, those rural votes are still coming in. But according to the AP, it's not going to be enough rural votes to outweigh the uh, the current votes for no. So that's good. People of Ohio don't uh, lose their ability to alter the Constitution or amend the Constitution. I mean, for now, the Republicans, they're not going to give up. Right. They'll try something else. But, but for they right won't now. Have the, they won't have the ability to stop the, uh, the right. petitions they've in They've run November. out of time between now and, uh, and November. Yeah. Right. Hey, it doesn't say anywhere in the Constitution that they should have rights. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I've got on Ohio. Let's go to uh, Louisville. Do we have to? (laughs) Yeah, what are those guys up to? So the Sixth Court of Appeals, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals heard an argument. There's no decision yet. But the argument was from a wedding photographer. You can see where this is going. Uh Oh, boy. Who argued that their First Amendment right was being, what was it? Was being cooled, I guess, was the the term. Like, they they don't want to to be forced to take pictures at a gay wedding. Hmm. Have they ever been asked to take pictures at a gay wedding? No. No. Who would who could force you to do that? That's what I need to know too, Jared. Thank you. <laughs> what is she talking about? So according right. what she's talking about is Louisville's fairness ordinance. The fairness ordinance says that you it bans LGBTQ plus discrimination. So her argument is that she read the fairness ordinance and thought that 
well, she can't even post that she doesn't do same-sex marriages on her website. So people are going to ask, and then what's she going to do? And it, it really impedes Just say, on no, her... thank you, I'm booked on that day. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's no, no, that's and you not... have to lead with your opinions and your hate. That's yeah. not good enough, Ian. They need to know why she's not doing it. Well, it's Oh, geez, you don't have real... to advertise that you don't do it. As, as you have said before, <laughs> the hate is the point. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So they heard yeah. arguments about this. I can't imagine that the court is going to side with her. The lower courts have already said that uh, that she doesn't have any standing. But guess what she's doing? She's using the 303 Creative Supreme Court decision, which is the, the completely made up bullshit story about a cake designer or a web right. designer who didn't design web pages, who had yeah. never been asked to do gay marriages, but... The court decided in their favor. They are using, she's using that as the argument. And then what? Well, but, but I, overturning the, the city's fairness ordinance, mm. overturning all rights of LGBTQ people so that they can be discriminated against at will. That's the goal. What? Right. Ultimately, that's the, the goal is to get non-cisgendered people back into the closet. What is going on with this country? <laughs> what? I mean... The hatred has been let loose. Is this all Donald Trump's fault? Uh, the it tea has party. been seriously exacerbated by Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was simmering there, but now the he came right. in in the pot. So many it. things. Yeah. Yep. When we were driving around last weekend, I was listening to uh, a TED talk about how financial fraud is at an all time high, and, and when they were asking the researchers why, they were like. The most powerful man in the world got on TV and said, cheating on your taxes makes you smart, mm. not a criminal. <laughs> How do you think that bodes for everybody else? Right. Yeah. So much is significantly worse because of him. Like, there's just, I, I'm just thinking about this one. I'm like, there's just so much more you could be dedicating your time to. Like, it just seems ridiculous. And energy, like, yeah. To be, yeah, like. But, I mean, the hatred is there and it's not, it. Either it's well-hidden hatred, or sometimes it's not even knowingly hatred. Like, there, I've talked to people who are, like, not openly hateful to the LGBTQ community, but they think that they are out to get them personally. Or convert children to them. They, it, they, it, they are other to them. It's, that's, always, uh, that's always the problem. It, it's they okay, are so other. Maybe. It's back to that small part of that brain. What's the... What's that piece of the brain we're talking about? Uh, the that Republicans, uh, the, yeah, that they have that <laughs> small or or giant one. I can't remember mm. whichever one makes you more afraid of shit constantly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the are, are we sure this isn't a clever marketing ploy? For is this her way of saying I hate gays? If you also hate gays, let me be your wedding photographer, so oh, that maybe. she's not lost in an ocean of wedding photographers, but can't actually advertise. That she's an I hate gays photographer, which doesn't she's make more any sense. She's though. a traditional, traditional photographer. Do, do you really think that gay couples wouldn't want better, more photographs of their wedding? I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm still stuck on the forcing, right? Which nobody's no forcing. No one can force you to do anything. That's absurd. Well, the argument. I mean, obviously, you could be abducted, just not in business. But I guess, I guess that's yeah. the point. Ian. she knows that she can't be forced to do that, right. right? And it's it's back to like what she's actually trying to do. But again, I feel like in a court case, like when this comes up, the, per the someone doesn't go, "Well, how is this affecting you in any way, shape, or form? Like, how is this detrimental to your life?" And they go, "Has anyone ever asked you to do this or forced you?" And she goes, "No." I feel like you go. Case dismissed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now, her, well, I keep saying her argument. Her lawyer's argument is that she was going to put on her website that she doesn't do same-sex marriages, but because of this fairness or ordinance, she, she didn't even know if she could do that. And by the way, you shouldn't do that. It's like putting, I don't service blacks. Right. It's, it's well, gross and disgusting. And if you're going to it, have a service, it, it should be available for people. Well, see, that's where I get into that weird thing where I'm like, it's your business. You should be able to do what you want with it and let the free market dictate. Like, if you want to put that on your website and suffer the consequences that may come along with it. <laughs> but also, why not just put, hey, my name is blank, blank, blank photographer and also a tremendous cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and people will know. <laughs> yeah. Or just or put, you know, wrap your website in religion. People will know to stay away from you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's actually a good point. If you put crosses and Christianity all over it, people will know exactly where you're coming from. Exactly. And they won't because even bother they, asking. They all understand yeah. that that religion is so there's, bigoted. I was going to say, there's so much language that you could use to work that into you. You'd be like, does whatever her name is, Jared, the, the, the tremendous cunt wedding photography, <laughs> celebrating the union of one man and one woman for over a century. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I know that you're not my photographer if I'm having a man as my husband. <laughs> all my film is developed in the blood of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Results may vary. Yeah, that'll cover it. <laughs> That's a little freaky. I might go for that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving on the religious nonsense stuff so that we don't get stalled too too much here. Um, sure. An article on religion clause. There is a group, a church, I suppose, called the Children of the Kingdom. I think it's with an M. In the article, it has Children of the Kingdom. Oh. And I, I don't, uh, I don't think that's right. But this uh, this church had a well, they they hadn't paid taxes. Um, turns out that they never filed for an application of tax exemption, so they're expected to pay taxes. Sure. They then responded with the First Amendment protects uh, our religious belief. To not enter into written agreements with the government, thus we were never required to file the application. You should just know that we are tax exempt and uh, not fine us or tax us the $32,000 property tax. Uh-huh. Yeah, it turns out that didn't fly. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Do you need to file a piece of paper? I, I just can't even imagine thinking that not only are we tax ex exempt, but... We're so exempt, we don't even have to file paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's sovereign citizen territory there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. We haven't talked about sovereign citizens yet, citizenry in a, in a very long time, I don't think. What is that? That is... Or I, don't, I don't remember. They don't think that they are um, citizens of the United States, yet they live here. They don't get license plates. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, everybody had a friend like that in college, right? Really? No. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't. I remember thousands of times of being disturbed by the police and one of my dipshit friends pulling out his license, going, "I don't consider myself a city of the United States. You can't arrest me." Or pe pe Pennsylvania is a uh, commonwealth, a commonwealth, not a state, so you can't do blank or what. You know? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> mm. clearly, you misunderstand the law better than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, also, religious nonsense. Indonesia, which. You can guess where this is going. Um, no. But no. a cleric was recently arrested for blasphemy in Indonesia. That's right, arrested, not stoned to death or hacked up with machetes. So, you know, it's a good one. This is not where I thought it was going, I'll be honest. Um, so the cleric, <laughs> That's progress for you. The cleric was arrested for, on charges of blasphemy when the police uh, who arrested him were were questioned about it in, you know, how did he commit blasphemy? They said, well, we were just acting on um, some public outcries that we heard about. So were they protecting him? Maybe. But what was the blasphemy? He had women uh, praying along men and uh, had women imams. Oh, my. That's pretty blasphemous. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In a Muslim country, yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty blasphemous, yeah. actually. We're talking about Islam, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was arrested Ray's on Ray's tone suggested that Ray has been replaced by a body snatcher <laughs> and has never heard of the religion of Islam because in his Islam, they celebrate women and it's okay for them to be imams? <laughs> yeah, no. Hashtag, I want my original Ray back. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, at least he didn't, like, burn a Quran because then he would have been hacked up by, with machetes, so... For sure, For absolutely. I'm with you. I, I mean, there should be no blasphemy laws because it's absolute nonsense. However, <laughs> this is not shocking. <laughs> yeah, this guy, incredibly blasphemous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing that I have on religious nonsense is from the Religion News Service. Um, there is an article on why secularization is good for American democracy. One thing from there, when seculariz it says when secularization occurs naturally within free societies and people simply stop being religious of their own volition, 
Such a change comes with many positive correlates, not least healthier democratic via, uh, values and institutions. People people don't have religion. They understand other people's freedoms a little bit better. <laughs> um, it's a good read. That was my TLDR. Sweet. But um, I wonder why that is, though. What, like, why? I mean, I understand, like, there's weird shit in people's religion that they have to follow. But why does it drive them crazy that other people aren't following it? Because they have, they have, they have fallen under the spell of the magical thinking. And they know it's not based on logic. So they try to bend other people's to think like they do. So they don't think that they're crazy. It's the, you know, if I'm alone thinking this crazy thing, oh man, am I wrong? But if I have a large community around me, all believing the same crazy magical thinking, then it must be right. Right. And I, and I get that. But I mean, like, nobody wants to be alone in their, in their insane thoughts. But like, it, it drives them crazy that like, other people aren't doing it either. Yeah, it's right like because when something when something is happening that yeah, so okay so here here's how I'm rationalizing it, Jared, and I find I I had this happen to me very recently. One of my friends said that he went to go see the Barbie movie and that he cried three times, and I said bullshit, mm. and everybody looked at me like I was a demon, <laughs> and I was like, either you and I saw two very different movies. And I'm not telling you how to, you know, manage your emotions or what to feel. And I got really angry at him for this. I was like, it's it can't be true what you just said. I watched that movie and there's no amount of weeping that could be justified during that film. <clears throat> Either I saw a different film or now I believe that I'm fundamentally broken in some way because I didn't feel these things. So I, I think this I, I'm feeling like this is something similar to that, like. Well, if he doesn't, you know, believe wholeheartedly in this nonsense that I believe, mm. why not? It's it does does he want to burn in hell? That can't be the case. Oh no, maybe I'm full of shit. I can't be the case. It's you know, so it just it that's right. that's why they don't like other people having beliefs that aren't theirs. Mm. Right. It immediately makes you call into question your own beliefs. Yes. Also, oh, you don't want to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So yeah. Or you don't want to be filled with self doubt. Right. Right. Well, there's a, there is a distinct difference in being wrong and having your belief questioned. Like having a belief is way stronger than having an opinion. Sure, right, but sure, I, opinions but, can be changed. <laughs> right, but also, but like, I I feel that most atheists would leave religious people alone if religious people weren't getting in their shit all the time. <laughs> oh, absolutely that's generally true. Yeah, right. Yeah. You wouldn't even know we existed. We would just be around. Right. <laughs> You know, but, like, because of the dumb shit you do, we have to make ourselves known. And push back. Right. So get out of our fucking business and <laughs> right. nobody will bother you. Oh, right. And, again, it's also a recruiting thing, Jared, because mm. more recruits mean more money. So they well, yes, are. Yeah, yes, the, the higher ups, I get it. I understand yeah. perfectly well, I mean, why. But as, as a member of that faith, you are encouraged by these higher ups that you admire and trust to go make more of whatever it is your particular flavor is. Because that means more tithing. So, you know, more Catholics, more Protestants, more whatever religion you follow. So, yeah, there's a money angle to it. That's always, always key. Sure. Right. And with money comes power. So there's a power angle to yeah. it. You know, political yeah. power and everything else. Right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more or less talking about the person on the yeah, lower level. But on an individual the, level, I think yeah. it's the self-doubt. Like sitting the there seething about fucking gay people. Be like, let them fuck to their heart's content. They're You're not. the one who doesn't can't fuck another person of your same sex. Right. What? Jesus. Yeah. God, if we'd all just mind our own business, just think how far we'd be. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not hurting anybody, leave leave people yeah. alone. And I get it, because the higher ups then got to scare you and go, well, we can't just let these gay people do what they want. They're coming for our kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're preventing their kids from giving us money. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm going to move on to uh, what I have as, as more politics-related stuff, which we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the profiles and sedition. Yeah. Um, but first, uh, in politics, Connecticut. A federal appeals court has upheld the Connecticut law that eliminated religious vaccination exemption. So Connecticut hmm. had a law that said, no, if you have your kid in public school, they have to be vaccinated. Period. You're endangering children's lives you don't get to make that decision you don't get to make that call 
And uh, yeah, federal appeals court just upheld that law. So yay, go nice. Connecticut. Yep. Yeah. There will be a, sm- a small group of people leaving Connecticut, and now I'm pretty sure Connecticut is okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, over in Go to o- Ohio, maybe. Maybe. We'll see at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> over in Oklahoma, there's a group of parents, faith leaders, and education groups has sued to stop the first public religious school. Hooray! Oh, good. <laughs> yes. A unlikely group of Explain people to this do this. T- Okay, go ahead. Go, keep going. <laughs> so one of the quotes from from this uh, this group was, creating a religious public charter school is not religious freedom. Our churches already have the religious freedom to start their own schools if they choose to do so, and parents already have the freedom to send children to those religious schools. But when we entangle religious schools with the government, we endanger religious freedom for all of us. Nice. So this oh. would be a public school that certain kids would have to go to, but it's a religious one. I don't think it's like a district school. It's just a funded school. Right. Okay, okay, so it's just a governmentally funded religious school. Exactly. Right. Yes. Bullshit. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I also saw an article, I, there were several articles about this, and uh, the the fact that this was, it, it's become what they, the second article in Times calling ground zero in the war over church state separation why why is it in oklahoma why you know why did this occur in oklahoma well the answer to that is quick and easy that's where the republicans wanted it to be that's where the republicans thought they could win ah they picked the state okay it's not going well so far the the republicans are the ones that started this voucher system in oklahoma and they thought they would be able to pass it off easily and then spread it around to other states and yeah, they're they're having they're having a time with it. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're getting closer. Uh, yeah. There's an article on the Huffington Post about uh, the defamation case that uh, Trump had against E. Jean Carroll. So he sued E. Jean Carroll after the whole trial with her, where he was not. Well, he was. What was it? He was found. I'm trying to remember the ruling liable. on that. He was found liable, right? Of uh, a sexual assault and something sexual abuse, but not rape. So he filed a defamation case against her, saying she had claimed that he had raped her, and clearly he didn't because that he wasn't found guilty. So the defamation case has been ruled on, and the judge dismissed the defamation countersuit as uh, and basically said, "Yeah, you you that was basically rape." So you don't have uh, you don't have a case here. Right. So wait, Com- is this the equivalent of I murder somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And I get it pled down to like manslaughter somehow and I still go to jail, but then I sue the person, the state because they sued me for murder and I only got found for manslaughter. <laughs> yes. And you know what would happen then? Your name would be Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have a pile of cash and you would publicly speak at right wing events. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it works. And that's how, that's why it's a thing. Wow. Well, at least I got thrown out, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thrown out. Yep. And from, from the, the, the finding, it, <laughs> the judge actually referenced the fact that he forcibly penetrated her digitally, which counts as rape. Under un, as as rape is understood in certain contexts outside of the New York penal law, so right. specifically where he was, it didn't count as rape, and so the judge was like, "Yeah, she she was quite quite legally able to say that, and there's no defamation." Jesus, he is a vindictive fucker. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, and he loses almost all of the cases, which just makes me so happy. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess because that used to be his mo. I understood is that he used to just. If you were going to sue him, he would just tie you up with endless lawsuits. Until you ran out of money, yeah. Right, until you ran out of money or whatever. But, like, I mean, she's suing him again, right? Yeah, because he defamed her again. Basically, she's she's adding on to the existing suit and saying, he did it again, give me more money. And the court's going, yeah, all right. (laughs) All right, so I wanted to get on to this article that came up. John Eastman Strangely enough, even though I'm mentioning him and he is on the list, he is not this week's co-conspirator. Mm. Um, oh. 
But John Eastman basically said, yes, we were trying to overthrow the government on the lead up to January 6th. This was in an interview published Thursday by Tom Klingenstein, who is the chairman of Claremont Institute. Um, the interview in this interview, he basically was like, yeah, yeah, here's what we were doing. Yeah, we were trying to overthrow the government. Thanks, John. Well, I, yeah. I know a few people are going to want to talk to him. Yeah. Right? Basically, he was saying that the, the, um, the Declaration of Independence allows us to do it as well. I mean, oh. wait, what? The Declaration of Independence was our Declaration of Independence from, from England. And you think that's now part of our legal system? <laughs> well, Karen, there's a line in the, in the Declaration where there's no comma, so you can really read it any way you want. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. I can't believe that was your takeaway from this story. The John Eastman story? That's, I mean, clearly, I read the same thing, and it's talking about how the walls are closing in for the Biden crime family. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, they're running out of places to hide. It's, it's, there's gonna, the bombshell's coming. It's coming any, any day now. They were talking for a while. Like they left it in their other pants with their fake witness. Yeah, the GOP for a while was uh, talking about uh, impeaching Biden. That's they've kind of quieted down over the last couple of days. It ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah. like the the Freedom Caucus says, ah, "We need to impeach him," and McCarthy says, "No, we don't." And they go, mm, "We'll impeach you." And he goes, "All right, I'll impeach him soon." <laughs> <laughs> How about? Don't you guys worry. I'll get right to it right after Christmas. I'm busy. I'm legitimately shocked at their restraint with this, with the impeaching stuff. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, within the first month of some some bullshit that they would just do it. Yeah. I mean, is it there? Are, there are a few adults in the room still? It doesn't I, feel I like it. Say, are, they are they finally tired of looking like clowns all the time? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're so far down the rabbit hole with, with Trump that I don't know how they get back out. All right. Speaking of which... Mm. Let's head into Boom. our oh. Whoa. Profiles in Sedition. There you go. <laughs> I don't think we all got to, everybody got to hear that, but <laughs> I did. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. That was recorded by uh, former Pittsburgh atheist Jeff, uh, ah. a supporter of the show. Yeah. So this Profile in Sedition, we are going to, so what we're going to start doing is looking at the co-conspirators in the insurrection stuff that Ch Trump has been charged with. There are several uh, co-conspirators named, well, not named. Not named. Yeah. <laughs> co-conspirator number one, co-conspirator number two. Um, so there's been... Uh, oh, are we guessing today? Oh, I, d I don't think we're guessing. I think we're just going okay. to go with one that we're pretty sure is on the list. Okay. Yeah. So, Karen, you threw the information together. Do you want to uh, <laughs> go over it? Sure. Grinch has already guessed. <laughs> Giuliani. Hmm. Yes. So Rudy, yeah. uh, co-conspirator number one, the internet is um, of the opinion that it is Rudy Giuliani. And I just did a little bit of background. He was born in 1944. He's Catholic, attended <laughs> Manhattan College, married his second cousin. Yeah. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> who he subsequently divorced and annulled in the Catholic Church so he could marry his second wife. Um, he was the associate attorney general, which is the third highest position in the Department of Justice at one point back in the 1980s. He did a RICO case against the five families in New York City, which was a huge case. I mean, he took down mobsters. Enormous. Yeah. Major the mobsters. 90s. Major mobsters. Got married at some point in that same time period. He was the mayor of New York City. He cleaned up Times Square. Made some good changes to New York. Some people say made of ruined Times Square. <laughs> some people might say that. Um, we turned it into some place where you could have a, a an M and M store. So you know, I'm not sure it's a good thing. Any case, um, he had prostate cancer in 2001. About the same time he got a second divorce, and about the same time that his lawyer said in a public statement that he was impotent because of his prostate cancer. Throw that weird fact in there. Fun. Um, then 9/11 happened. Of course, we all know how that went. He. Seemingly did a good job. He was sued a couple times, but he got an honorary knighthood from Queen Elizabeth II. He was Time Magazine's Person of the Year, got married again in 2003, ran for president, failed, was in the lead, and then finished in debt, third divorce in 2018. And then 2020, 2023, he was put in charge of the lawsuits to overturn the election. There were six to three, 63 of them, and they all lost. He was not paid by Trump. 
He requested a pardon from Trump. He did not receive either the money or the pardon. He's being sued by Smartmatic and Dominion for defamation. He's being sued by our previous employee for sexual assault, wage theft, and uh, an unlawful abuse of power. And the transcript of the recording that she made, you gotta read it. Oh my God, it's something. It is fucking solid gold. I love the way you put it in your little notes. Seems to indicate that he likes boobies. (laughs) Yep. And that is my profile of Rudy Giuliani. He likes boobies. That's where we're ending it. (laughs) Uh, So I have to call him Sir Rudy Giuliani? No, it's honorary. You don't have to. Oh, okay. So if it's honorary, you don't get the sir? Correct. Or... Okay. He just got to meet the queen and get the the sword on the shoulder and then told to go away. Basically so. during the the 911 stuff, which I mean, yeah. right. Everybody says he did a great job. I Is that true? Like as far as I know that's true, but he's <laughs> such a moron. Really? <laughs> he for the most part he did a good job. There was a story and he got sued for this. There was a story about how they got there was evidently a vault in the basement of um of the towers, one of the towers. And they got the gold and the silver out and he went, "Oh, okay, job done." They hadn't recovered any more any more bodies and they had been still recovering bodies. And he went, "Dig it all up and send it to the landfill." And he got sued for that. Eh. So the the, the other question that I have that I don't know if if we actually have this information but co-conspirator number one, what what did they do in the document? Like, wh- why do we suspect that that's Giuliani? Do do we know? Um, it was talking about the lawyer who was in charge of the lawsuits. Oh, well, then that's and clearly the- Giuliani. Yeah. Yeah. Can we circle back to the uh, sexual abuse case? Yeah. Okay. And the tra- and those transcripts. Does everybody know what's in those? Like, did anybody <laughs> else see them? No, I did not. Oh, really? Karen, I assume you did. I did. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, he is running around like a like a child. Like and apparently this isn't just this is she actually has a recording of this, right? Right. The transcript was Where published, he's like, publicized, but yeah, right. she has it recorded. Right. It's okay, cuz I got to hear this audio because he's like mm-hmm. those are my tits, give me my tits. I want my tits. You make me so hard. You, you've turned me into a saposexual. Like, I, I, just thinking about how smart you are makes me hard. And I used to think about smart women. I used to think they were ugly. Did you catch that part? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you also catch the part where he talks about the difference between Italian men and Jewish men? And how Italian men have bigger dicks because they use them more than Jewish men. And Jewish men don't <laughs> use them as much. So they have smaller dicks. <laughs> well, I must have stopped reading at that point. <laughs> oh, you didn't get to that part? I don't think so. It's fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> what a little lecherous scumbag. Like, it's I, I can't believe that people give him money like he's in charge of shit. Like, he was a mayor yeah. of the biggest city in the world. He, he was the third in charge at the Department of Justice at one point. I mean, how far yeah. he has fallen is really astonishing. But has he fallen or was he always like this? <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like he would at one point was a serious person. And now he's not a serious person. I don't know. Oh, that other thing, yeah, where he was talking about Passover. He First of all, he's got a real issue with Jews. Mm. He's like, these fucking Jewish people with... Fu- oh, yes, Grinch just put it up where he's like, with Passover. It was like 3,000 years ago. Get over it already. <laughs> to which everybody I heard were like, yeah, why are we still talking about this Jesus? He died almost 2,000 years ago. What the <laughs> fuck? Let it go. <laughs> I suppose as long as we're talking shelf life, we might as well just pull them all. <laughs> I mean, it is insane. I cannot wait for this audio to get out. It's going to be something, yeah. Do you want to know who uh, next week's co-conspirator is? Oh, do we? Wait, number two, I assume. Yeah, co-conspirator number two. You want to know who the internet has come to the conclusion who that is? No, Ray said we're not playing that okay, game. Okay, all right. <laughs> next week, then. We keep trying to push it every week, and it's never going to fly, Ken. All right. <laughs> As much as I want to, because I love playing games. Yeah. I know. <coughs> Sydney Powell. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it'll be nice to, to hear all the old names again. Yeah. yeah. Well, some no, of them um, aren't that old. Some of them we didn't hear about till recently, but. Right. There, right. There is some controversy over number six. That might that name might change, but we have a few weeks till we get there. So. <laughs> right. right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to. Oh, right. This is under conspiracies. So there is a there's an article, there's a video 
on Skeptical Inquirer. Um, it's it's a video from the Center for Inquiry, uh, CSICon in Las Vegas. Um, there's this uh, Joseph Usinski talking about conspiracies and are conspiracies getting worse? Yes. So the answer is yes. <laughs> he notes that the biggest change is not in public belief in conspiracies, but the growing willing willingness of politicians and media figures to exploit those beliefs and try to turn it into real world action. So according to and again, this is you can you can watch the video, listen to him speak. The, the idea is that the conspiracies themselves have been out there. There, there might be a few more now, but really they're getting more mainstream because they're being exploited. More specifically, the people who believe in them are being exploited. Right, because you can politicize it and turn it into votes. Yes. And also it's harder to like know what's true and what's not true these days. Right, the internet's filled with false falsehoods. And that's yeah the source that people go to, and it's interesting that it's not just the big conspiracies, but it's also the little conspiracies. I mean, everything is a conspiracy now. All of the stories that um, we are told by our you know people that are Republicans, they're all conspiracies in one shape or another. Oh my God, yes, and again, you're right. They're not. We're not talking about uh, you know harvesting adrenochrome from kids. We're talking about claims that. Target carries a line of special tuck reinforced onesies for babies. They absolutely do not do that. Right. That is a complete and utter falsehood. If you no, say cousin, the sentence aloud for it. just one second and one ounce of critical thinking, my cousin worst saw case it. scenario, you should <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, I mean, vaccines you know made my my cousin's brother in law's balls explode. You know, just. It's everywhere. It's everything. I don't know what the fuck you're all talking about, man. Because I know, I know there are kids shitting in litter boxes in school right now. I know this. Right. Someone can't just tweet that out if it's not completely true. Yeah. Joe Rogan wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't true. Right. So they they are ubiquitous and yeah, ever present, and it's a constant battle against them. It's crazy. Now, I mean, listen, the Republic, the first thing that they did and the best thing they ever did was just sow the seed of doubt that all mm. news is bullshit. Mm. That don't like if you don't like what you're hearing in the news, it's probably made up is what they is that what they laid down. Yeah. And that seed has blossomed into amazing things for them. Right. Well, what was it that uh, Kellyanne Conway say? Um, we're presenting an alternate truth. Was that the line? Alternate facts. Alternate facts. Yeah. yeah. Alternate. That's not a thing. <laughs> and yet here we are. That's so funny. I was just thinking about the Bowling Green massacre earlier tonight. <laughs> to pour one out for him? Mm. I did. I mean, that was like on day three of his presidency. Yeah. Yeah. That member Sean Spicer came out and was screaming about the fucking crowd size. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're off to a really, really bad start. Bang up start. And it didn't get better. Oh. <laughs> Ah, I remember old Sean Spicer. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding in the bushes. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next thing is news. I thought this was, uh, well, this is good news. Hey, you know all those uh, robocalls that ask you if you want to extend your car's warranty? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the FCC has slapped a $300 million fine on the largest illegal robocall operation it's ever seen. Wow. Hmm. Damn. $300 million? They have that much money? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so the commissions, they said that they violated the federal statute and the regulations when this company executed a scheme to make more than 5 billion robocalls to more than 500 million <laughs> phone numbers during a three-month span. Wow. <laughs> 5 billion phone calls in three months. That is insane. Whew. That's a lot of anytime minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was awful. Just, just, just cut, cut that right out of the fucking nope, podcast. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. So, to, and to be clear, the the fine was not actually three hundred million dollars. It was two hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety seven thousand dollars. So, you know, we're three thousand dollars shy of three hundred million. I don't know how they come up with these numbers. But so the, there's an article on Ars Technica talking about the fact that the robocallers 
already had bands. It was operating under a multinational group uh, under many names, including Sumco Panama, Virtual Telecom, Davis Telecom, Geist Telecom, Fugle Telecom, Tech Direct, <laughs> Moby Telecom, and Posting Express. Uh, it turns out those were all one company. Mm. Wow. And they were suing, or they were they were calling everyone. <laughs> I'm curious how much money they actually did make and how much $300 million impacts them. Well, considering that the last time that the guy that owns the company was fined a million dollars, he didn't pay that. So I, I think the chances of the FCC getting their money are slim. Do you guys answer your phone if you don't know the number? Not usually. I do not. Generally, no, but sometimes I'll call. So if it's a Pennsylvania number, maybe. Right. And which is bad so because wait, there's so many robocalls and other things that uh, fake the, you know, they, they spoof the mm. phone number. So I end up taking So, Karen, did long. you say this happened before and they just said, no, thanks, we're not going to pay and that's okay? Yeah, he said that um, the civil pen penalty that was suspended due to his inability to pay. And then he also was fined $2.7 million in 2017, but was Again, unable to pay. Suspended based on his inability to pay. What? Yeah. I don't... Can we do that? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Who knew? That's, again, Jer Jared and I have <laughs> taken deep dives into this. Uh, apparently, the whole world is built on a gentleman's handshake and a loose <laughs> <Yeah>. agreement <laughs> to kind of follow the rules. But, oh, yeah. Well, again... Um, we're not going to dive too deeply into this because it's late in the show, but like Alabama, the Supreme Court's like, you have to do this. And they're just like, no, we're not going to make any more districts. We don't care what your ruling is and you can't stop us. And sure as shit, not a fucking thing has changed. I thought that the because they didn't come up with the districts that now the court ha is going to be coming up with the districts. thought that was the end result. I hope the so. The legislature says we can't, we won't do that. And the court said, all right, we'll just do it for you then. All right, as long as there's something that comes of it, not just... Nope. The law? No? <laughs> nah. Okay, sorry. I don't recognize your law. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're sovereign citizens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know which court. I mean, it's not the Supreme Supreme Court, obviously. It's the district federal court, probably. But yeah, they are the ones that get to decide what the districts are now. And Hessen Jixon agrees with me. <laughs> uh, speaking of Hessen Jixon, this was posted uh, in Discord by him earlier... And uh, I thought it was interesting enough to to definitely mention. So there is a YouTube video by Vlog Brothers discussing the biggest science story of the week, and it's uh, it's interesting indeed. As it turns out, humankind didn't experiment over the last several years, and it, so you remember we talked about the, the temperatures in the North Atlantic and how Ooh, this year yeah. our number the the number the numbers are just shooting through the roof. Mm -hmm. We've left everything behind, and, and the temperature in the, in the North Atlantic has just skyrocketed. Well, there's a scientific possible reason for that, and it has to do with the fact that there were... Uh, I'm going to see if I can TLDR it, sum it up real quick. So the, the massive shipping container ships that sail in the... Uh, well, all across the world, they... Mm -hmm. they uh, they produce, I think it's sulfur dioxide, which then goes into the atmosphere and forms clouds. Unfortunately, that also causes acid rain because it's, it's, um, it creates a sulfuric acid. But um, because the ships had been uh, – in, they, they, there was laws passed that these ships could no longer produce as much sulfur dioxide, they're not producing – they're not generating the clouds as much anymore, which is causing – the CO2 to have its full effect in the North Atlantic and is thus heating up that area even more. So because we limited the sulfur dioxide production, uh, we're, we're actually causing the, the higher temperatures, which is just, huh. that's astounding. Scientifically, that's an amazing experiment that could have never happened on its own. Like, if we'd tried to do this experiment, it would never happen. We wouldn't have gotten governmental approval from all the governments involved. Like, we, it just wouldn't have happened. But because it happened on its own, we get to see, like, the outcome of it. So it's actually really cool because, as is stated in this video, we can actually produce more clouds without it being sulfur dioxide. 
Like we can, um, the one thing that he talked about was um, misting seawater and throwing it up into the air and the salt crystals actually form clouds and then the salt crystals fall back down in the ocean, which is where they came from to begin with. So it's fine, but it actually gets us the clouds that we're missing. So there are ways that we can do the same thing without it being, you know, pollution. Okay. So it's mm. it's this astounding scientific discovery that I hadn't heard of until I saw this video. So <laughs> thank you. That last part is exactly what I needed at yeah. the end of that story. <laughs> thank you. Because at first I was like, wait a minute, am I pro acid rain all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden? And then Ray was like, no, you're pro clouds. Right. You're anti acid rain. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. But again, it's it's just a a kind of a weird discovery that again, if we tried to do it, we would never have been able to succeed. But it just happened, and now we can see the results and actually use that and, and take action. So, I, mean, it, it, I think that there's a Star Trek episode about this, though. I mean, instead of cleaning yes. up, <laughs> instead of actually cleaning up the problem, we're just finding another band aid on t- to try to you know to prevent us from having to you know deal with the actual issue. Well, if you get a chance, you should watch it. It's a six and a half minute video, mm. so it's not very long. But he does address the fact that we still need to stop putting carbon dioxide in the air. We need to pull more carbon dioxide out of the air. Mm. And, you know, so we, th- there are many things we need to do. And it's too late to prevent a climate crisis. True. But it's not too late to mitigate, prevent it from being a, a complete, uh, what's it called? An extinction, extinction event? event. <laughs> clusterfuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's already a clusterfuck. We can't. <laughs> but we can prevent it from being an extinction event. We, we can try and survive as a species. <laughs> or we could say whatever. And, you know. Yeah! Sometimes I'm in that whatever camp. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a, there's a nature article which goes through all the science if you actually really want to deep dive. <laughs> oh, there you go. You want to uh, include that link on the uh, article? Sure. Uh, and final story, Loch Ness. Yeah. Uh, so so the search for Nessie actually does continue. Ooh. Never give up. <laughs> the, uh, the Loch Ness Center in Scotland is looking for budding monster hunters to volunteer in a renewed search for the famous mythical Loch Ness monster. Do they, nice. do they own a local hotel? Probably. <laughs> you know, if I was a billionaire... This is how I'd be spending my time. <laughs> just having what, hunt a, monsters? Just hunting monsters, man. <laughs> you should. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That would be so much in if I had a billion dollars, you'd come with me too. Thank you. That sounds <laughs> lovely. I, I see that's I'm gonna go do this, but I gotta do the low rent version and I'm gonna go up to Lake Champlain and look for champions <laughs> on Thursday. Well, good luck. Thanks. I'm 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 hopeful but not optimistic. <laughs> So the quest weekend at Loch Ness will take place on the 26th and 27th of August. I, I have to imagine that they are somehow all wrapped up in the tourist trade um, in Scotland. But, I mean, if you do want to go to Loch Ness, it is gorgeous. Mm. I mean, you know, if right. you catch it when it's not raining. But, um, which is hard to do in Scotland. But it's, uh, you know, it's, I'm fine with it because, of course, I right, don't believe in Loch Ness. Scotland but, is a win-win. Yeah, right. Exactly. Might have to go do that. Yep. <laughs> Someday. So in any case, that, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. You guys have anything else? No, you ended it on a kind of positive fun note. Yeah. I, I want to leave it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then we're going to wrap it up for this week. I'll start off by uh, thanking our patrons who support the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Uh, helps offset our costs for hosting, uh, especially those of you who could be here tonight. Big old grumpy wolf. Grinch McScrooge, Hedgen Gixon, and Joshua, who's apparently left early. But um, if if you enjoy the podcast, uh, you can help support it by joining them, signing up on our Patreon page, join us on Discord. Uh, if you can't do that, you can share the podcast on social media or leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can on our Facebook page or tweeting at ProfaneArg. Um, also, I'd like to encourage people to check out other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network. You can find them all at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Bye.